What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Kilgallen. I'm at Joe Kilgallen on all the social medias except TikTok, where I'm at Joe Kilgallen Comedy. If you're a fan of this podcast and you want to support it, we got a Patreon. That's patreon.com. Again, my name, Joe Kilgallen. Uh, working on posting some really cool shit. So I've been playing a weekly poker game, everybody. And every week, there's a couple quotes from random people at the table that have been cracking me up. I'm starting to compile some. So it might be like a, a series on the old Patreon. You get a lot of, you get a bunch of comedians together playing poker, and you're, you're going to hear some shit. It's a lot of fun. Uh, this Doing this podcast has been a lot of fun. I want to thank all the listeners. Last week's episode seemed to have uh, been a favorite with some people, had some fun with it, uh, went off on domestic violence. And one person on YouTube called me a fucking simp, which is hilarious to me. Because you longtime listeners know, I think three or four episodes ago, maybe maybe within the last six, I think, I talked about how of all the new slang, of all the slang from the people in their teens to early 20s, those are pe- basically the demographic who creates slang, right? T- high school, college, maybe early 20s, you're the ones creating the slang that the rest of the country essentially jumps on for the most part. And I said simp was one of my favorite ones. I thought simp was good. Like, don't simp. But I always thought it was more like, you know, guys being like he's being simple, I guess, or he's simp. I don't know. I don't know what the word means, apparently. But I always heard in the context of like, I see these videos on like TikTok where it's like, I ain't no simp. And it's like showing the guy being like, you know, I'm not going to be a little bitch to my girlfriend. If, if I, I'm going to go watch movies, I'm going to go watch movies. And, you know, it sounds a little meat-headed, sure, but it was funny in context. So I had a whole thing on the last week's episode. Zach Stacy, former running back for the Rams and Eagles, Jets, one of those teams. And uh, yeah, there's a video of him went viral of him slamming his girlfriend around. It's horrible, right? And I just basically made a post where it's like, dudes who do this are the biggest bitches in the world, you know? And then I even made a greater point about how anyone who's way bigger than someone else and they don't, and they beat the shit out of the person uh, for no reason other than that they're bigger than them and they can beat the shit out of them, then fuck that guy. I thought there was a pretty clear universal message. I would have thought most people, you know, obviously there's always some jerk offs out there, including this guy, this dude wrote, uh, he did like, he quoted me like, don't hit women. And then he wrote simp like <laughs> what a fucking loser, man. You know? And it sucks because I don't I mean, I don't give a shit. It, it sucks for that guy. It sucks that he's such a pathetic piece of shit and he has to walk around with such a little dick and some woman probably heard him. Um, and for you guys out there who have little penises, I know some of the best people in the world have little penises that make women come all the time. You don't have to get all angry about it. Okay. But someone like this, if you're a dude out there, if you're a guy and you hear another guy say, don't hit women. And your reaction is to be like, fuck, I want to say, fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? There's something wrong with you. There's a problem there. And if you fall back on the whole, Oh, but I thought women want to be treated equally. Yeah, they do. But there's nothing equal about someone who's huge beating up someone who can't defend themselves against someone who's huge. You know what I mean? And I even I went on to clarify further going, Hey, obviously there's self-defense. that's different, which wasn't the case in Zach Stacy's situation whatsoever. I feel the same way. If I see some dude that's like six, five, 250 pounds being the fuck out of someone who's like five, eight, one fifty. same difference in my brain. Don't do that. If you're that huge guy beating up the guy who's not huge. So yeah, again, this, this piece of shit out there though, it's it's so pathetic that these dudes exist. I hope you're listening to this episode too. I do. Because you're fucking sad, man. 
get some help. I imagine you're still young. I, I got a young vibe. You're using the word simp. You're really insane if some dude in his 50s was uh, watching podcasts on YouTube and was like, don't hit women, simp. Like, So I imagine you're probably 25 or below. There's still hope for you, my friend. You could turn it around. All right? You don't have to be this loser walking around, hating the world, blaming women on all your problems, right? Whatever, whatever it is, you could fix it. Become a better person. Evolve, dude. It's once you start using your thumbs, the world becomes a much better place. You're going to love it. All right. That rant's over with. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thanksgiving. You'll be listening to this on your Thanksgiving morning. I hope you're, I hope you're pumped up. Hope you're pumped up to spend some time with your family, some friends, even if you can't make it home or if you do like the Friendsgiving thing, just whoever you're with, get together with some people, be grateful, be thankful, right? Everyone's got their problems in this world. I know I've got mine. You probably have yours. But at the end of the day, if you're living, if you're breathing, you're lucky. You got a lot to be thankful for there. What, what's the numbers? Like one in 400 trillion or something like that. That's your chances of being born. You ever think about that? Think about that. You know, your dad could have just had like a leg cramp and been like, I got to move real quick. And then there, there, there was your window gone. Right. Maybe he did. Maybe his intent was to drop a load in your mom. Maybe that was the intent. They were trying. But for whatever reason. He's doing the missionary position, you know, and it's a lot of pressure on the dude's forearms after a while, right? You're kind of like that. If you guys see this on YouTube, you know, a lot of forearm strain goes into that. And then he just decided like, you know, he broke down on one side to his elbow because his forearm couldn't take it anymore. The wrists and the forearm were just, ah, and just that little give was enough for you. You, you're that sperm and you went away from the egg. But if he would have stayed in, if his forearms were a little bit stronger, you, you sperm, you would have fucking plowed straight ahead. You would hit the goddamn bullseye and you'd be here. So so even if things are bad for you and you're thinking, oh, nothing works for me. I'm down in the dumps. I got no money, no love, no friends. You're here, which means there's an opportunity. There's a chance. Remember this great quote from Noel Gallagher, lead singer of Oasis. It was actually in response to one of my other favorite singers of all time, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. Now, I could do a whole episode about, I should have Marty DeRosa back on. He loves, uh, celebrity conspiracy theory type stuff. Uh, but, you know, Kirk Cobain, did, did Courtney have him murdered? Was it suicide? What's going on with that? You guys could dig into it on your own time. Um, but I might have an episode for it. It'd be fun to do. So Kirk Cobain had a song called I Hate Myself and I Want to Die. And no, this was like late 93. And Oasis wasn't even, they, their first album had come out yet or whatever. But Noel says part of writing the song Live Forever, which is a great hit, was in response to that. And he even said I was a big Nirvana fan, but I thought, fuck that song, you know? And I I could I I get that, right? His whole thing was like, this guy's got everything, which by the way, that doesn't matter. As you get older and smarter, you realize there are people who are rich as shit and they're just so unhappy. And I wouldn't want to trade with them. Would I want their money to do good? Sure. I'd be Iron Man. But uh there's, there's still a lot of misery there. So I don't think money equals happiness. It really doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't. And uh, so Noel Gallagher said, to me, the best thing in the world is wake up in the morning because you never know where you'll end up at night, which I think is pretty cool. So that's the, my positive message to anyone out there who's, you know, you're not feeling good with yourself or you're feeling, you know, down and, you know, your mental health just not where you want it to be. Just keep going. Keep going. Because, again, the best thing is waking up in the morning because you never know where you'll be at night. Noli G. All right. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I've always been a big Thanksgiving guy. It's in my top three favorite holidays. Christmas is still number one. will always be number one. 
And St. Patrick's Day and Thanksgiving kind of they uh, jockey for position in number two in my heart. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is like friends, where Thanksgiving's more family. You know, I get to see family I don't see but Thanksgiving. And for that, I'm very fortunate because right around this time of year, you see a lot of posts from people who are real, like, have fun arguing with your family and Thanksgiving. And in my head, I'm like, is this like an old stereotype? Is this some TV show shit where there's always some loud uncle who just can't wait to bring up politics? And there's always like the grad student uh, cousin who just can't wait to, you know, lift her arms up and show she's not shaving her pits to take down the patriarchy. Is that still really a thing? Because I've just never met people like that in real life. I've met people in real life who are like, oh, I don't want to fucking go home because it's a pain in the ass. I get that. But this whole thing where it's like, everyone's going to be arguing about politics and someone's going to be like, well, this cranberry sauce sucks my ass. And it's like, well, why would anyone want to suck your ass, Uncle Ted? Like, you know, it's weird. I I, I don't know. I don't know if that was ju- that's become a jokey thing that people take on. You know, you ever see that shit? There's stuff, some stuff in the world where I'm like, that's not a thing. And yet it gets passed around enough for people to think it's a thing. This dude I know, I'll give him a shot on Twitter. Brad Robinson had a tweet where he goes, where he was trying to explain to people that so much of Twitter is people arguing about things that aren't a thing. And a great example he showed was a black guy tweeted, hey, my white friends, please answer this. Raisins in your macaroni and cheese, why? Look, everyone, if you're watching this on YouTube, you, you see it. You can't get whiter than me. I am easily one of the whitest people on the planet. Super white. I know all the white people. Every one of them. I know them. We we hang out. There's meetings. We discuss things. We try to fix a few things. Trying to create some more cool shit too. But anyway, no one has ever done that. No one has ever put raisins in macaroni and cheese. You know what happens? The same thing with the bland chicken bullshit. Someone posted one photo of something for clickbait. To be like weird things I saw in macaroni and cheese once. And it was raisins. They're probably at some big barbecue that had people of all races at this barbecue. Maybe like a town fair, county fair shit thing. I don't know. Raisins were next to a bowl of macaroni and cheese. Like they were on a shelf. Someone bumped into it, right? They had a big corn dog in their hand. They're a chubby fella. And then the raisins come spilling. And they went into the macaroni and cheese. And, you know, Sally, who's ever serving up the mac and cheese, didn't realize that raisins had slipped in there. And she starts doling out mac and cheese with raisins. And a couple a couple black guys were like, would you look at the shit these white people are doing now? And look, did I just do a black voice? You're not supposed to do that now? I sure did, but it's it's for context. You understand? It's, this is mostly an audio platform. If I don't change my voice, you don't understand I'm doing different characters. Duh. So that's how that went about. Then someone probably shared a, a picture of chicken that wasn't seasoned yet as part of like a, a step process on how to cook chicken. And then everyone's like, White people aren't seasoning their chicken. Can you believe it? These people need to be stopped. Again, I never, my whole life, again, I was raised in a white family. I was raised by a lot of white people, guys. Always season our chicken. Barbecue sauce lathered in it. Fucking all sorts of, you know, my dad was a KFC fan. We tried to figure out the love and herbs and spices, you know? And also big Cajun spices. Every Cajun person I've ever met is white. I, I don't know where that's, I know it's derived from French, I believe. Creo, isn't that kind of French Louisiana shit? I don't know the history of Cajun food. Um, but I know what white people do season their food. This whole notion that white people don't have good food is fucking crazy. Okay? Mashed potatoes and gravy, probably a white dish. Uh, hamburgers and hot dogs are definitely white people food. You know, there's a pizza, I don't know. It's Italian. They're white, I think. 
And the rumor has it Marco Polo stole a lot of Italian cuisine from the Chinese. So I don't know. My point is this, though. These are old ideas that just stay with people. That the, like this idea that everyone has an uncle they can't stand. Don't I don't get that. Maybe I'm fortunate. Maybe I've got a really great family. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, it, it just becomes I don't like anything that becomes expected. Maybe that makes me a little bit of a curmudgeon or a contrarian. But what I mean by expected is more like, you know, predictable. Obviously, that's what that means. Like every Columbus Day, you know. I've been mean, fuck Columbus, by the way. I've said that before. That guy's not a hero. The only thing I give Columbus credit for was that he was like, nah, this shit's round when everyone else was like, it's flat. Other than that, horrible human being. Really, honestly, if you're thinking like, oh, what the fuck, Joe? No, look, at, look into it. He sucked. He didn't even know where the hell he was. All that stuff, he got lucky, you know? Um, and he treated. And then when he found the Native Americans, he was like, ooh, cool, future slaves. I can't wait to tell the king of Spain um, and all that. So yeah, he's an asshole. But it's all predictable. So every Columbus Day, you're gonna, people are going to say the same shit. He's terrible. I know he's terrible. We know he's terrible, you know? Um, I guess you could keep saying it if, that, if that's your heart's content. She seems like a waste of fucking time, though. Um, and then there's there's always whatever random day, you know, it's always the same group of people. It's like, you motherfuckers are never happy. You're never going to be happy. Shut the fuck up and log off. Oh, happy Mother's Day, everyone. But by the way, before you say happy Mother's Day, remember, not all of us have a mother or, you know what I mean, a mother that we talk to. So when you say happy Mother's Day, it makes some of us sad. Well, guess what? Then don't be on the Internet on that particular fucking day. You idiots. You know, like I'm a sports fan. I don't go on the internet. If I know it's like, if I log on, I'm like, why is everyone suffering? Oh, it's the anniversary of when my team got their ass kicked. No, thanks. And then you avoid it. I don't fucking rally up a group of people going, this needs to be stopped. Take a day off. You'll be a happier person is my point. But that's my, so every Thanksgiving, these same people, here we go. Got to go home and listen to my mom yell at my sister about why she getting I'm like, all right. You've been making these tweets for fucking eight years now. I'm sorry your family sucks, but it's getting to the point now where I think it's you. I think you suck. These people are probably lovely people because they're always posting these Instagram photos too from their how these amazing homes. Everyone who hates their family at Thanksgiving has the best kitchen I've ever seen, right? Just dining room tables set for 12. I mean, naturally set for 12. Not everyone's scooping up mixed match chairs to the rest of the dining room. That's right. If you are going home to a Thanksgiving where it's a legit dining room table that has like 12 matching chairs and you're going to have the audacity to complain about mommy and daddy. Fuck you. I mean, I mean that because it's, it's just shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Oh, what? They weren't perfect. And that's what you usually find out. A lot of these rich kids who now spend their days tweeting a hundred times a day, about how awful their family and awful everything else is you dig around a little bit and you find out like, Oh, they just slighted you slightly. Really? They didn't, they didn't support your initial dream, but then eventually came around to and Now they pay your rent. That's these, those lovely people in that photo you post on Instagram begrudgingly. It's always like, here's the sassy here. I'm showing you on my phone. Here's the, like the sassy person who's like, God, I don't want to be here. Mm. That's their face. And then there's 12 other people crammed into the picture that they wanted clearly. Cause they're holding up the fucking camera and they're all like, this is great. We got together sweaters. Nice pumpkin pie. And then there's them with their angry little dumb faces about how terrible their, their family is on Thanksgiving. It's so sad. Oh, my God. All right. Maybe I'm being a little dickish to these people. I just don't like it. Every, every Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, that's when it starts. That's the first of their tweets. That's the first of their misery. 
And I get it in your 20. It's oh, look, let me refresh a little bit. It's okay to be, be like annoyed that you have to go home for the holidays. If you don't like your family, you, you have the right to do all this shit. Of course, duh. I'm trying to show some sympathy for people with shit families. I get you have a shit family. Don't go. My point is in your twenties, it's cool. Go ahead. Complain away. But by your mid thirties, early thirties, we get it. And shouldn't you get it? And by your forties, stop going. Fucking stop going. That's the best part of getting older is the ability to be like, no, fucking no, I'm not going to do it. Wasn't there a video of Lady Gaga going viral where she was just like, I learned how to say no to shit. Sometimes you got to do that for your own sanity. Just be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to see that person. I don't want to eat that. It's that simple. But for the rest of us who love Thanksgiving, now is the time for me. And us, for us. If you don't like Thanksgiving, you're not going to like the rest of this episode. Although I'm going to talk about planes, trains, and automobiles. And how I almost uh, sub- accidentally subscribed to someone owns- someone's OnlyFans. Which could have been a very dangerous situation. But no, I like the simplicity of Thanksgiving because it's like it's a big meal. It's a feast. So let's eat like a pig, you know. Uh, some people don't like turkey. That's fine. There's other stuff. I know people who do like a prime rib. Delish. A pot roast even. Fantastic. But yeah, you know, it's just... It's football, it's eating, there's desserts, and you know it's just a simple day. Having it on a Thursday was genius, too, because it rolls right into a nice four-day weekend. And then you, when you go back on Monday, you think to yourself, especially when it's like late in November, you go, oh, man, it's going to be December before you know it, then just a few, and a few, three or four weeks, not even three or four weeks, like three weeks, you're getting a Christmas vacation. It kicks off Christmas season, lighting up houses, lighting up buildings. You know, you got a little jingle jangle in the air. Victoria's Secret commercials are nice. You got a lot to look forward to. There's, there is even in, even in cold places like Chicago. Chicago's a cold place. It's just gorgeous around Christmas time. I love, I love how cities look around. Everywhere looks great around Christmas time. Even when I lived in Los Angeles, I'm like, fuck it. Let's, let's dial up this palm tree. Let's get it going. The movies. I'm a big fan of Christmas movies. Yeah. So the whole season's kicking off, right? I am looking forward to um, watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. If you guys have not seen the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, do yourself a favor and get on it. It's the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time, mainly because it might be the only Thanksgiving movie of all time. Stars one John Candy, RIP, and it also stars Steve Martin, who is getting up there in age. Steve Martin has got to be closing in on 80. And he has had white hair since he was 16 years old. I'm not sure if that's true. I've just never seen him with dark hair. What? A, by the way, if people don't know, Steve Martin's comedy career, there's a great book he wrote called Born Standing Up. It's pretty phenomenal. You know, there's some, obviously, like most biographies, some early chapters about life growing up, but it talks about his start in stand-up. And it was just a hilarious act, and he became a, a phenomenon. He really did. In the 70s, he was the biggest comedian in the world. My dad saw him at Alpine Valley, just outside of Chicago for like 30,000 people. Some ins- I'm not kidding. Some insane number. He was the Kevin Hart of the 70s. Um, or, or who's bigger? Now, Kevin Hart probably sells the most tickets still, I imagine. Burr, Chappelle, one of those two are probably up there. But just incredible. People went nuts. And it was all like simple jokes. And he really played in the fact that like this is a big show. But it was such a character that he had talked about in an interview, I can't remember what interview it was, but about how he's like, I couldn't grow old with that character. And he did a pretty genius thing when he gave up stand up, when he quit stand up, 
try to say quit. Sometimes I don't like using the word quit because sometimes things just end, you know, and you just stop doing a thing because you, you know, you just stop. It doesn't have to be, you start something to do the rest of your life. Otherwise you're a quitter. You, you know, that's that part is, it's weird, but he said he didn't announce he was stopping. He just stopped. So it wasn't this big, huge thing. People were just like, Oh, Steve, Steve Martin's doing movies now. All right, cool. I was like, is he going to go back to doing wild and crazy guy and all these other things he would do? Cause it was really like a fun thing that he would do in the sense that, like I said, he played up the fact there was a big crowd. So you'd open, go on stage going, all right, everybody, I got uh, the hidden nickel trick, you know, and he's, Nobody could see a nickel. It's 30,000 people. So like fun little gags. You know, he did a lot of gags. Uh, nothing, not the kind of comedy I could ever do, but the kind of comedy I appreciate. I think I'm one of the few comedians who likes comedy comedians that aren't quite like me. Cause I'm like, I can't do that. I'm kind of, I like, look at those comedians. Like, like a Nick Vatter. I look him up. Um, who else want to give a shout out to in that world? Ian Abramson, really funny guy. Does some unique stuff, but yeah, it's like, I, I don't get me wrong. I still like the people who are like me, duh. But I mean, there are some comedians I meet who are just like any comedy that's not like telling the truth or doing that kind of sh- stuff. They get like weird about. They're like, "This isn't even comedy. Who who are they? Uh, uh, who are they appealing to? It's not me and my dumb friends." I don't know. Um, I'm in a me- weird mood of making fun of jaded people. It seems to be a fun thing. Jaded comedians, jaded Thanksgiving goers, but playing strange automobiles. Uh, John Candy, by the way, too. What a legend. Very, very sad that he, how he died. Uh, well, he just died because he got big and heart attack. Um, but it seemed like he had a lot more to give. You know, those some of those big, jolly, funny guys. Your John Candies, your Chris Farley's, your Belushi. You know, Candy didn't hear about any like heavy drug use though. But I'm sure he was throwing back some some booze. Might have been a smoker. Um, yeah, they sadly just never take care of themselves. They bring so much joy into the world, but they just never really take care of their own bodies, which is always such a bummer for people. And the movie John Hughes. At his height, I don't think anybody had a better. I was talking about Steve Martin in the seventies. Did anyone have a better decade of the eighties than John Hughes in the world of entertainment? Like, I mean, my God, think about his his movies: Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, The Vacation, all three Vacations. Although Christmas Vacation, might have, no, that was nineteen eighty nine, so still in the eighties. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of my all time favorites. Uncle Mother Fucking Buck, great movie. What else do we got? I'm sure I'm missing a handful of other ones too. I said Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Better Off Dad. No, that wasn't his. Uh, Uncle Buck, Planes and Automobiles, Home Alone, Home Alone 1 and 2. How about that? Uh, Weird Science, which I thought was only okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few duds in there here or there. I think he did. She's having a baby and some other, but still, what? just a very impressive body of work. And it was all in one decade. So yeah, you can't really beat that there. So uh, everyone watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. One of my favorite lines, so spoiler alert here, they're on the back of the truck. I think it's one of the best comedy lines ever because it's it's just perfect writing. They have to be in the back of the truck to get a ride somewhere else, and they're freezing. And Steve Martin says to John Candy, what do you think the temperature is? And John Candy, just in the perfect timing, perfect cadence, says, one. What do you think the temperature is? One. What? Like if he said minus 30, that's not funny. Minus 10, minus anything was not as funny as just saying the word one. What do you think the temperature is? One. All right, you guys get it. It was amazing. Now, here's where I almost got myself into a little trouble. Only fans. Oh, real quick, back to freaking um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. The one thing, though, is the music does not hold up well. I was watching it the other day, and yeah, the music just, 
this is really cheesy 80s but if you could get past that if you've never seen it you're gonna love the story you're gonna love the just good natured good hearted movie overall you know and, and some good laughs and along the way uh also i hope you guys aren't nursing too bad a hangover from blackout wednesday you guys get crazy with it getting to the point where i don't know how much longer i could go getting crazy with it but i, I know it's still a fun thing to do you just don't want to be too messed up the next day. When you're young, you can do it, and then you're fine for Thanksgiving football and all the fun jazz that goes along with that. All right, so here we go. Someone I, I follow. I don't know how I started following her, but I do. She is some kind of model or something. I think she liked one of my posts. And I'm like, yeah, I'll follow you back. And what I would be lying if I didn't say her being very good looking is part of it, right? She posts a lot of nice bikini photos. I, I like them, guys. She's attractive. There's no uh, innocence here. This is also a way to test to see if my wife actually listens to this podcast at all. But she had a post that said, uh, my OnlyFans is free for just this month. And I was like, or not just this month. She said, only, my OnlyFans is free now. She said now. She didn't say just this month. She said now. So I go to like log in to see if I could see the whole package. And the only thing about OnlyFans, though, is you don't know, right? And also, they make you like sign up and make a profile and whatnot. And I'm like, when I hear OnlyFans is free right now, I think I could just go to her OnlyFans link and I could see nipples. But that was not the case. They, they, they make you sign up and all this stuff and then put a credit card on. Because you know what's going to happen, guys? It's free now. But come January, she's going to be like no longer free. And my card is going to start to get charged. And I'm going to have to explain why I'm paying $12.99 a month to see a naked woman when I have Pornhub. Right? I don't. God bless all these women who are making a fortune on OnlyFans. God bless you. I, I more power to you. You know, I think you must be if you if you subscribe to someone's OnlyFans, you must be a big fan of theirs. And they probably give you some more. They probably say your name in a video, and it's it's fun for you. And and I'm not knocking either side. There's just no in my situation. I can't twelve ninety nine a month. And also, by the way, you know what's annoying? There's no guarantee that they are naked. I know this because I was talking about this at a poker game. Someone brought up, hey, I know someone who does OnlyFans. And everyone at the table was like, she does OnlyFans? Really? And then another person goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it's just like, there's no naked nudity, though. I'm like, what do you mean no nudity? I thought OnlyFans, I thought the whole point of OnlyFans was that. And that's why OnlyFans, remember, they briefly were like, no more nudity. And then everyone's like, that's your whole fucking business model, you idiots. And their whole thing was, well, that's not what we meant for it to be. I'm like, but it is. Okay? And that's how I thought it was. If you're doing non-nudity, do a Patreon. A lot of great artists and entertainers and podcast hosts have Patreons where they give you bonus content exclusive to you and all sorts of other fun stuff. That I get. I understand that. And you're supporting a, a thing you like. Understand that too. But if you're paying $12.99 a month and it's someone's, on OnlyFans that is, and it's someone's glorified Instagram, no nudity to me is glorified Instagram. What are you, what are we paying for? All right. Especially since a lot of these women, and again, no judgment, but you're showing everything, but like some, you're, you're letting some areola leak, right? You ever see like the, they're wearing those bikini tops that are so small, they're letting some areola leak. That's not good. I think my son just called me in the background at the weirdest time. Hey, buddy, give me five minutes, okay? Daddy's doing a podcast. All right. <laughs> Professional as always. So that's the point, though, guys. I would think that OnlyFans, to do themselves a favor, should have a little marker there. So when you go to like OnlyFans.com slash, um, you know, Jasmine, uh, it's, it has like an N, a big N, which means Jasmine's site contains nudity. And if it doesn't, the N's not there, then there's no nudity. Because I've, I've talked to some of my dude friends and they're like, yeah, you know, she's hot. I wanted to see her naked. So I figured, yeah, I'll give her a few bucks a month. Why not? 
And then they log in and, and she's not naked. And they're like, well, what, what the F? You know what I mean? That kind of pisses you off a little bit there. I like how I'd never censor myself until I just said what the F because I know my son's in earshot. Well, he's going to hear these fucking words eventually. But listen, that's that's the business model there because people should not be getting ripped off. If someone pays for to see some 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 vag, they better get some goddamn vag. Okay? That's the platform I'm running on. All right? Don't be lying. Don't be making us think we're going to get some vag and we're getting no vag. Okay? Embrace the vag. Show the vag if you're charging a monthly fee. That's what I'll be thankful for. A world in which we don't lie about whether or not we're naked. That's the that's the the, uh, that's the world I want to live in one day. I aspire to live in such a paradise. All right, everybody. That's been the podcast for this week. November 25th. It's Thanksgiving. I hope you guys were able to hear me rant about some stuff on your commute to your family. Driving out to go see the, the grandma and the grandpa. Hope you guys eat a lot. Drink some uh, some beverages. And just get nuts with it. Christmas season will be upon us soon. I think I'm going to have a Christmas movie episode. I think that'll be pretty fun for us all. All right, you guys are the best. And as always, cheers. Happy Thanksgiving.